You're listening to the So You Can Relate podcast. Hi guys, we are back and we are better. <laughs> and today's episode 14 on the So You Can Relate podcast. It's your girl Joyce. And it's me, Adephala. And today we're talking about dreams. Lovely. We've been wanting to talk about this for a while. I'm telling you. And now we're here. <laughs> <laughs> so what's um, the weirdest dream that you've ever had? Okay, so I'm going to start off with one that's just kind of bizarre. That I literally had a few days ago, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I met this guy when I was uh, in the gym like a few months ago. And I actually knew him from my primary school. This is in real life? Yeah, real life. Okay. Yeah, so this is in real life. <laughs> Um, so every time I saw him at the gym, I just said hi, I spoke to him here and there, nothing serious. Mm-hmm. And then a few days ago, I remember I was cycling in my area and I rode past him. That night, I had a dream yeah. <laughs> that we were in a relationship. Oh. Yeah. And we were in Asda and I was like, okay, well, can I go outside? I need to tell you something. And I told him that I was pregnant with his oh baby. Oh my goodness. <laughs> he told me essentially to abort the baby because it's going to be dark skinned. <laughs> What? It's not even funny. The thing is though, I was so like calm in the dream. It's like yeah. it's like I I really understood where he was coming from. Yeah. Not that I wanted to abort the baby, but I was like, I get it's it. A valid but, reason. <laughs> I was like, I understand where you're coming from, but yeah. I can't abort the baby just because of dark skin. Like yeah, we can't yeah. do this. And he was like, No, but you have to understand, it's gonna have a really hard life if we if we give birth to a dark skin baby because everyone out here is so colorist. Wow. <laughs> And that was literally the dream. Like after that, I ran. You know how dreams just don't make any sense. And suddenly, yeah. my friends were in the car park, and I went to go and speak to my friends. And I was trying to tell them what just happened, but we just mm-hmm. kept getting distracted. And then I woke up. But yeah, it was just so random. And it just reminds you—you you can literally see somebody for the first time in ten years, and suddenly they're your baby daddy, and he's telling you to. Yeah, walk isn't that <laughs> so weird? It was like, I mean, it's in the nicest way, but it's gonna be dark. Oh my goodness! <laughs> and I think you should have bought the baby. Ah. So you can interpret that if you want to. I don't know what that even means i think it was just one of those like random dreams random yeah 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 <laughs> that is so weird yeah they don't make any sense um so yeah i've been writing them down just because they're super interesting mm-hmm. and this one is long so i'm not going to read the whole thing obviously but it was like a sci-fi dream and i said it was like the second coming but sci-fi <laughs> <laughs> the second coming of jesus yeah <laughs> But it was sci-fi. Yeah. So, so I was like, so much happened. I don't have the energy to describe it. But we were sit, sitting down in like a massive auditorium. Mm-hmm. And it was like me and some girls that I know and just like a random people. And the focus was on one person who had Jesus-esque hair, I said. <laughs> so I guess he had like long hair. Yeah. And I said, it's like he was going to be sacrificed. Then he was going to come back. Wow. And then I said, I don't remember how we got sacrificed, but we all, we all had to do something to make it happen. So then we all had like some kind of part to play in his sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And then he had to come back and he came back in some sci-fi, like sci-fi blue flying oct- octopus. <laughs> <laughs> so this guy descended back. It's like, like imagine Wembley Stadium, for example. So yeah. the sky was open, right? So he was now coming down into the auditorium in a blue octopus. Wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? And then he landed on some platform and we had to lie underneath the platform and put mm-hmm. our fingers on it. And then after that, there was meant to, you know how dreams make no sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we had to like watch this performance. 
And then this girl was going to start dancing, but then she started dancing to a song that was not supposed to be played. And the moment she started playing that song, everyone started to panic. And then the beat got louder and louder. Mm -hmm. And then it threw everything off. And then the platform that Jesus was on started malfunctioning. And then it turned a brighter shade of blue and it exploded. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, This is serious. (laughs) And then we were literally thrown into orbit. I said, I could feel my body ripping apart. I was dying. So this explosion of Jesus platform literally like it killed me I could feel myself my life getting sucked out of my body yeah and I said but I could still think and then I could feel myself coming back to life like a puzzle piece back into the auditorium yeah right? <laughs> with other people who had quote-unquote died too and what then- <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you wow and then we were talking about how everything looked different even though we were in the same place Mm. And that's all I can really say. I had no clue what was happening after that. I was confused and it wasn't heaven and it wasn't hell. It was like being in the middle. That is I said, God, are you trying to say something? Oh my goodness. About my faith. It was weird. Like when I have dreams, like there was another like sci-fi dream I had a few weeks ago. And I'm like, I don't even understand sci-fi movies. Like yeah, I don't yeah. understand anything to do with things that aren't like real humans just living their life. Mm-hmm. So when I had a dream about it, I was like, how did my own brain come up with this? Yeah. Like, sci- I don't do science. <laughs> <laughs> to understand. Like, I don't do science, weird yeah. fiction stuff. So for my brain to come up with that in a dream, it was just so weird. But yeah, can you interpret that dream? Is that possible? I wish I could, girl. <laughs> but my goodness, that is so cool. And that, yeah. that sounds so vivid. Like, you remember it remember so well. It so clearly. Wow. The parallels <laughs> with that and just like, you know, Give the story it. of Christ's second <laughs> coming is just, yeah, that is incredible. Yeah. It was weird. Yeah. I was thinking, but the thing that stuck with me was like the fact that it wasn't heaven and it wasn't hell. Yeah, yeah, that is that <laughs> is weird. <laughs> so, how did you feel though in the dream? Did you at any point feel scared? Or did you yeah. feel like that octopus was like giving you weird vibes? <laughs> <laughs> the octopus wasn't even the most bizarre part. It was just like, of course, an octopus. Like it wasn't like a bizarre thing that he came down in the final octopus. Yeah. What was the scariest part was dying and f- feeling yourself die. What? Like feeling your... Your, when was this dream, sorry? Maybe like a month or so ago. That is crazy, man. Yeah, like feeling your body get ripped apart. And also feeling it, but also seeing yourself from outside of your body as well. So like, <laughs> good to see. Nah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I could see myself get ripped apart. I could also feel it. You need to speak to your pastor about this yeah, one. Yeah, I do. You? It was like an expansion. You yeah. know how, um, you know the Big Bang Theory, right? Yeah. It comes across from this whole theory of like the earth starting at one particular point mm-hmm. and then expanding and suddenly the Big Bang happened and there was like the universe. Yeah. At the same time after that happened, I forgot what it's called, but. The universe is also, um, what's it called? Contracting. Like it's coming back together again. Yeah. So it's like it was in one point, it expanded, and now it's kind of imploding. And Mm -hmm. that's why one theory of like the apocalypse or the end of the world is that we're just going to basically collapse in on ourselves and go back to how things were before the Big Bang Theory. And that's what my body was like. So it's like a definite as whole. And then she suddenly um, expanded and exploded, died. Wow. And then came back together again with other people who had gone through that same experience in the same place who have saying that things look different. Wow. But they are the same. God is getting ready to expand. <laughs> Hallelujah. Your territory. Hallelujah. <laughs> That's what I'd like to believe. I'd like to believe yeah. that. Um, but at the same time, we have to be aware of the warnings that can come in dreams as well. Like, yeah, is sure. God saying you're a bit too in the middle? because you died and you came back to life but you weren't in heaven and you weren't in hell do you believe in purgatory do you believe in like liminal space between heaven and hell or like a waiting room basically no I don't because I don't really see this 
explicitly stated in the Bible. Mm. I know that there's this place, there's Hades. Yeah. But I think that was something that exists existed don't quote me on this like I'm the best please I hold my hands up um existed before um Christ died so like people often say like so what happened to people like Abraham and Sarah and all these people Mm. that were there like before Jesus came so um yeah I think the Bible does talk a little bit about Hades but no purgatory I don't really I don't really think that's necessarily like a biblical yeah principle yeah um but wow so how did you feel when you after you like expanded and kind of came out of your body and then you came back to where you were but wasn't having an all hell yeah. how did you feel when you came back did you feel like how do you feel I feel like I felt um like it wasn't new to me it's like I kind of knew that it was going to come back to this point I knew that I wasn't going to go anywhere higher I knew that I wasn't going to go anywhere lower so I was kind of neutral were you still scared I was just kind of, I was confused. I think confusion is the thing I felt the most at the end. Like the feeling was kind of like numb, kind of neutral, but overall I was confused. And then having people around me that were also in that state of confusion. Did you recognise any of those people? I think I did, but it was just like random people that I know growing up. It wasn't like they had any significance. Like random. That is so cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it's it's cool to speak about what you're experiencing it. Yeah, no, that's another thing altogether. It's super weird. Yeah. And I don't think every single thing can be translated to the second coming story. Yeah. Like the girl dancing to a an incorrect song what's that got to do with Jesus <laughs> but I think I think actually the scariest part aside from like obviously dying was, was also the moment that song started playing we knew that that song was should not be played what what song was that I don't even know what song it was, it was just like a, a really heavy do you bass, know what's like so weird really wild beat. in dreams you have a knowing yeah, like you know you <laughs> No one has to come and tell you. <laughs> you just know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she just started doing her interpretive dance. I don't know what dance she was doing, but yeah. the moment that some people were like, you can't choose that song. Everyone started going crazy. And that's when the whole explosion happened or whatever. It was mad. But yeah, I've had wow. so many dreams like that recently. So I started writing them down. Yeah, no, and then when I was When I was younger, I used to tell my parents that whenever I had a crazy dream, because I had this nightmare phase when I was like under the age of 10. They'd always say to me, like, you have to pray in the morning after you mm-hmm. have a crazy dream, or even just a dream that seems super interesting. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. I'm praying anyway in the morning. When you have a mad dream, you have to pray and ask God to interpret it to you. But the thing is, when I sleep at night, I have loads of dreams. So that was one of many. Oh, I see. So by the time I wake up, it's like, which one? <laughs> which one do I write down? <laughs> which one do I write down? Which one do I pray about? Yeah. Also, it happened at like probably 3 a.m. So like a dream I must have had between, I don't know, 2 and 3 or something. Yeah, so yeah. So I wrote that down. I had more dreams after that. But yeah, I should definitely pray about them more. I think this one, I could have prayed about more, but I was scared of what God was going <laughs> to say. <laughs> He'll come an audible voice. <laughs> so I wrote it down yeah. in my notes. I said, "Yeah, next, yeah, next stream." So yeah, that was that's my craziest dream. What, what's yours? Oh, as you were talking, so many were coming to mind because yeah. I just be having crazy dreams. Mm. Um, I'm trying to think of one to pick out of all of the weird ones. Um, okay, so this dream is it is it, the one that comes to mind anyway. So um, it was so vivid. I think that's why. Like, and I wrote it down straight away as well. Mm. Um, I was walking in like a on a high street, and it was really really busy. Mm. I had my phone in my pocket and my back pocket. And as I was walking, I just felt someone take my phone. Mm-hmm. So like the panic, first of all, I feel this panic on a daily. Do you know when you're looking for your, pa- your, pa- like your bag and you can't find the <laughs> yeah. phone and you're like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Yeah, so yeah. it was that type of vibe. I knew that someone had like taken it out of my pocket. And so the person who had stolen it was just around me. Mm. 
So I was panicking. I was like, my phone, my phone, my phone. And then there was this homeless guy who had taken my phone and he gave me my phone back. Mm-hmm. Um, and immediately he gave me my phone back. I just felt so strongly to tell him about Jesus. Oh, <laughs> uh, Guys, please know, I'm not... <laughs> that never happens to me in real life like (laughs) I love the Lord like I love the Lord you know but like it was it was so strong that like I just I was involuntary I had to tell him about Jesus anyway so in the awkward way that I do Mm. I was like um so yeah (laughs) do you want to walk and talk you know (laughs) so um we were walking and talking and like as soon as I he gave me my phone back I just yeah it was like the strong feeling of wanting to tell him Mm -hmm. so he was not a Christian so as soon as I was telling him, he was just like, basically, he was willing to have a conversation, but didn't agree with me. Mm. Um, and we started walking towards like a, a church building. It was like a church building. Um, and as we were walking and I was telling him more about Jesus in the awkward way that I do, mm. he started looking less homeless. And as we were walking, he started looking like more attractive. Okay. <laughs> it's really weird. Okay. Like when I first met him, he looks horrible. Like, you know, someone that hasn't bathed in, in ages and yeah, just like yeah. looks very, very, but I, by the time we got to the church, he kind of looked like a normal person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we get into the church and, um, it wasn't a church building. It was like in a house. Mm-hmm. As soon as we get there, there's, um, there's, I, so I'd started going to a new church. So the pastor of that new church was there. Mm-hmm. This is, I started going to a new church in real life. So the pastor was in the dream. And his wife was there. Mm-hmm. And then you won't believe <laughs> your pastor was there. Really? So weird. Because I was oh, like, wow. this face is familiar. And then I think I must have been scrolling on Instagram days later. And I saw him and I was like, oh my God, this is the same. <laughs> same. Wow. So he was preaching. And yeah. there was there was like maybe six people in, in like a room in the house. But it was a church. I don't know. It just felt like a church. Mm-hmm. Um and he was talking and I was with the homeless guy. And I think the homeless guy had kind of like warmed up to the idea of giving his life to Christ a bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, I'd gone down to another room and I was with like two of my friends and the pastor's wife and we we're just talking. And I just felt like I was getting on really well with her. And then um, and then the dream basically just ended. Oh, very weird. So you brought someone to Christ, basically. You literally saw them. He like- didn't fully come back, let me make that known. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it was just, it, I found the dream really, really weird. And it was so like real mm. at the time. But yeah, that's just one of like so many weird dreams I've had. Do you know that reminds me of when you were talking about the time someone prophesied to you that you're going to go and be... <laughs> you just had to say it, didn't you? <laughs> I think I was trying to tell you something. <laughs> and it's weird because you say like that's not like what you do you don't really let see me your tell life. you it makes me thoroughly uncomfortable like yeah. I I talking about okay it shouldn't because at the end of the day like I can't get that thing out of my head like um uh, he's called Nabil Qureshi he literally said that like I had Christians around me and I was a Muslim and like they didn't tell me it's either they didn't believe or they didn't love me mm. that makes me feel like oh my gosh do you get it yeah. but then again I'm not I'm not the type to just, I feel like people that like evangelize on a rogue, they're very, very bold, they're outgoing there. Yeah. And whilst I can be like that in some regard, it does make me feel a bit, you know, like when you're talking to someone, they're like, I'm, I'm really busy right now, I've got to go, like, and they're just like, Ugh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, I don't know. It's, it's crazy. It could be like the whole rejection thing as well. Yeah. Like dealing with being rejected. You feel like people are rejecting Jesus to be honest with you, but you feel like they're rejecting you because you're like the vessel to tell this message. Exactly. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of us, we don't evangelize literally because we don't want people to be like, leave me alone. <laughs> like, I'm not interested. Yeah. And it can, you, it can take 
a knock to your confidence too. Mm. But then when I see like aunties and uncles out on the street evangelizing, come what way, come what may, like coronavirus or no coronavirus, like they will be out there evangelizing. Yeah. It's like it, it literally won't kill you to evangelize. That's what I'm saying to you. If I was in your situation, I'd be kind of scared as well because it's like God's trying to tell you something, but you're not really sure, but you kind of are sure, but you don't want to accept that. I don't, sure. I, don't, I don't know. Yeah. Another weird dream I had was... um. I was traveling. So, and a lot of my dreams are reoccurring theme is me being late or me um, not making it on time. Okay. It's because it happens to me in real life, y'all. <laughs> and yeah, kind of like, oh my gosh, I'm not on time and stuff like that. So anyway, I'd got to this place and I I had to take the last train back to my home. Mm-hmm. So I was like panicking, thinking I need to take the last train back. I was in a Chinese shop and I was getting Chinese food um, and I was in a queue. So everybody in that queue was getting like a, Everyone that would pick would pay for their food would get a note and it would say something on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it, I felt like in a dream, what it would say was profound. Like people were queuing up to get this profound note. Yeah. Oh, okay. People's notes were really, really long and they spent a long time with the cashier talking about it because the cashier was telling you, oh, this is your note. This is what it means and blah, blah, blah oh, kind wow. of thing. So it got to my turn, but there was, it was like, when it got to me, it felt rushed. It felt like she was in a hurry because mm. there were a lot of people behind me. So my note was really, really small. Oh. And it basically, the note said, um, you're going to change your opinion or you're going to change your mind. Oh my gosh. And then I got my food and I bounced. Was this recently? This is um, around first lockdown. Oh, so okay. like March, April, May, like mm. last year. Did it give change your mind about something? <laughs> it bugged me because... <sighs> Uh, there was uh, later that year, I was kind of dealing through the whole thing of like um, women's role in the church, and I thought, is this what God meant? Like, am I supposed to change my mind <laughs> on this? <laughs> no, yeah, you don't want to change your mind on that. Um, in terms of like, because you know, there's there's beliefs on whether women should be, um, you know, in roles of headship within the yeah, church and yeah. all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just I, I, it kept bugging me. I was like, change my mind, change my mind, or what? Like, yeah. You know, you don't want to tell me like got to change your mind on. Um, but yeah, I've I've had the weirdest dreams. I, I have a lot of yeah, it's just weird. Do you ever like actually pray after you have a mad dream and get your answer from God, as in like some kind of clarity? Um no. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you, I haven't had a dream where like, yeah. Jesus tell me right now what this is, and it's like you know, immediate, yeah. Yeah. instant. I kind of have like an idea or if I really like, I'll go on like Google and just be like, so what does this mean? <laughs> um, but no, nothing like so, so, so solid and concrete. Yeah. Yeah. But I often wonder like how uh, intertwined our dream life and dreaming is with spiritual life. Mm. Because um, for example, um, about, I think this, the video came out about two years ago or something, the Gigi Stories video with 90s Baby and yeah, Tommy yeah. Expensive, like yeah. loads of people watched it. And it was mad because one of the guys had a, he was telling a story about how someone had a dream of this lady, beautiful lady, and she was in a, a green dress, everything he would have wanted, got on the bus and saw the exact lady. <sighs> That dream, I know. <laughs> See, that sounds nice, but it's actually terrifying. It's absolutely terrifying. So, yeah. like, how close is spiritual life and dream life? I think they're very close. I feel like, okay, so I was doing some research yesterday, right? And someone said there's three types of dreams, at least, like, in the Christian sphere. Mm-hmm. There's God dreams, 
there's soulless dreams and then there's demonic dreams, right? <laughs> yeah. So God's dreams are dreams from God. You can kind of put them in the um, category of visions as well. So like God's trying to tell you something. Mm-hmm. Bear in mind, it's not always going to be something that you want to hear. It's, it could just be a truth, you know? Yeah. Um, and then you have your soulless dreams, which kind of derive from your conscience and your mind and your everyday life. And I feel like most of us have dreams that come from that that area of life. Like I was going to the bus stop, yeah, because I go there every day normally, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Then there's demonic dreams, which <laughs> I'd see as a bit more of an invasion, you know, <laughs> okay. a bit more of an attack from the enemy. Yeah. Um, but I feel like all of those very much draw parallels between your spiritual life as a Christian, either it's soul demonic or, or your soul demonic or God and your actual everyday life and I just think it's another way of God like speaking to you when you're very like away from everything else and very still like I wouldn't be surprised to somehow find that all of our dreams are some kind of message from God if we just try to interpret it well and maybe what we think it means firsthand is actually what it means you know Mm. so for example maybe my dream about me not being between me being between heaven and hell is God literally saying, fix up, like you're you. hanging in the balance, you know? Yeah. And if I'm being so honest with you right now, sometimes I do feel like I've been in the balance for a long time. Like I've been telling myself that I'm closer to heaven than hell. Right. But really, I know that I'm actually in the middle, you know? Wow. And for you, for example, with this person that whose life was literally changed, even though they never gave their life to Christ in the context of your dream. Yeah. Maybe that's God saying that, Joyce, you have the power to change someone's life if only you just did it. Glory. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it can be that simple. So I do yeah. think, I think there are definitely like parallels to draw between the spiritual dream life and your everyday life. Um, and that's why um, I think dreams are so powerful. That's why I started writing my down. Like I just had, had random dreams, like that I was going to a party parties of this duo who likes to prank people <laughs> and I was having a good time pranking yeah. people with them but it reminds me of this time last year when me and my friends get pranking each other <laughs> and I think that it's not even like a deep message it's just like you had a good time let's relive that good time with your okay dreams. yeah I think right. every dream has significance basically mm. and um God, I had another mad dream like some months ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when I woke up in the morning, I said, God, why have you betrayed me? <laughs> That's what I said. I said, why would you let me go through all that I've gone through and give me such a dream? Like yeah. I was so angry. So basically it was about me and this guy that I had feelings for, like was kind of involved with, mm-hmm. like long, I'll say long term, but for longer than it should have gone on yeah. a while back. And basically in the dream, we were outside. <laughs> God, I'm so embarrassed. I ran towards him <laughs> and I was somehow thrown in the air and I landed in his arms. <laughs> oh, of course, of course. And then we started walking through the park, like embracing each other, like holding hands, hugging yeah. and like the love. I felt so much love in my heart for him. Yeah. And I was like, but God, why would you do that? Because if you listen to my podcast... <laughs> You would know yeah. how I'm currently feeling about just love and like how I'm trying to reassess and restructure my approach to love, men, relationships, things like that. Mm-hmm. But I was like, maybe that's God saying that you've gone through all of those things, but you know your heart really. Mm. You know, that if he came knocking, you'd answer the door. And he's, he's just come to tell you that. Okay. <laughs> Here he is. So it's like, you have done all of this work to become yeah. feminist, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. <laughs> really deep down in your heart. And I feel like I couldn't shake that truth. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, I get you. So I think... I think every message, I think every dream has a message. And I think that sometimes we just don't want to hear it because it's like the truest part of yourself. I don't think you can ever really influence your dreams unless you're doing like lucid dreams and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just um, get it. So I think in general, yeah, they're a true representation of like your conscious. You know how in like psychology they have 
the conscious mind is like tip of the iceberg mm. and then underneath the water is like the rest of the mind and it's like 10 times bigger than the tip of the iceberg yeah i think that's where the dreams come from the things that you can't control and you can't hide that's when they manifest yeah in no. the middle of the night it's so crazy yeah but it's so annoying when you dream about someone that like you really like oh, <laughs> oh and you man are having the best time in the dream <laughs> and then you wake up and you're like wow so that was a dream <laughs> that was actually you literally weren't dreaming that's it was too good to be true because it wasn't true. <laughs> it was, it was. It wasn't true. Oh, man. But do you always think that, like, bad dreams mean that it's demonic? What do you mean by bad dreams, though? Like, dreams in which you're very scared. I don't think they're always demonic. I feel like sometimes as Christians, we're too quick to be, like, demonic. It's yes. A de- <laughs> it's a demon. It's a demon. Some people, like, some people, demons and the demonic realm is their element. They could talk about it all day. Like, oh. like they can literally talk about it all day. But I don't I don't think it's a representation of the demonic realm. I just think that it's a reflection of how sometimes in life bad things happen. Yeah. So sometimes in your dreams, bad things will happen to you because dreams are some kind of reflection of reality, at least to some degree. Yeah, yeah. So I wouldn't say they're all demonic. I feel like if it's demonic, you would know. <laughs> like, I don't think demonic is ever subtle. Do you think it's ever subtle? I think sometimes it can be. That's what makes it even worse. Oh, wow. Like, sometimes it won't be so in your face. Do you know what I mean? It will mm. just be subliminal. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever had a demonic dream before? Um, yeah. I, well, I've had dreams that were really bad, like, and it must be demonic, for goodness sake. Because <laughs> I remember I had a dream where every... And just, I, I feel sorry for my family members, because God forbid... <laughs> Um, my family was just dying one by one oh my in the dream and it was like it was like kind of like there was like a detective trying to figure out what was going on mm. everyone literally didn't make it the only people that survived was me and my um my auntie's husband nice so my uncle so yeah it was such a weird dream I had a dream literally about four days ago that was kind of similar in that vein mm. Everybody was dying. <laughs> Everybody. <laughs> but I don't know, is that I love a good violent show, so maybe it's because of that. Yeah, maybe. But maybe. yeah, no, it was it was and you know, I was kind of trapped because there was nowhere to go. I was trying to hide from the um it was kind of like we were hostage. Mm-hmm. I was trying to hide, there was nowhere to go. I was literally at the end of a stairwell and they were coming and I woke up. Wow. You ain't gonna get me when I'm awake. <laughs> Um, so I whether they're demonic I don't know but mm. I think dreams that evoke a lot of fear in you definitely can't be from God so okay, I get yeah that. it's just but then what yeah. about the whole thing of like a dream where God took somebody to hell to be like here's where you're headed and that is actually scary yeah so because I actually know someone when I was really young and he said that he had a he went to hell that's what he said Mm. and I know like on YouTube there's loads of videos of people saying they went to hell Mm. like uh, that's a bit mad you know yeah it's scary yeah and I've never heard anything positive coming from no 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 no. (laughs) terrifying honestly honestly like I remember watching a video of a guy talking about his experience and he said that like what made his experience so bad in hell was that he knew, do you know how you have a knowing? He knew that he hadn't even felt the depths of this hell place. Oh my God. <laughs> he was just on the ice. Skimming the service. He was skimming the service, basically. He uh-huh. hadn't felt the depths. And that like literally filled him with so much fear. Hmm. Um, and I think what makes that even worse is, obviously if it's a dream, at least it's temporary. But mm-hmm. if it's not, you, this is like, you're staying here forever. This is permanent. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And even though people make jokes about hell and like, it's going to be lit, it's going to be a party, it's a vibe, but all of this, it's really not going to be a vibe. Um, not at all. 
Not at all, you know. It's going to be pack up. <laughs> Can you imagine? Yeah. Honestly, the idea of hell scares me. But yeah. I, don't, I don't think I've ever had a demonic dream. Or if I have, I don't really remember. Mm-hmm. I just remember this one, the scariest dream I had in my childhood. Well, there was two of them. One was literally like, I just remember five seconds of it, but it was like my family. I used to be scared of slides and like, mm. especially, no, slides that were covered, like those tube oh, slides, yeah, not yeah. like the park ones, like the ones where you I can't get see you. inside. So there was one where my, the four of us were like seated at the top of a slide. It was a yellow slide and the, it was obviously black down there because it was like a tube. And then my family all went down the slide. Yeah. And they left me behind because I was meant to go with them, but I was too scared to go. Right. So then I turned back to like crawl out the opening and then the opening closed. Ah! <laughs> hey. And it pushed me down. That's so scary. And that's all I remember. That's probably like my scariest dream. I was like almost a baby. And yeah. then growing up, I had this wandering where I used to go to when I was in year five, I started going to school by myself. And I come back home by myself too. And sometimes I would go to the library after school to like read books because that's what yeah. I love to do. And there was one night where like I knew the next day I was going to go to the library because I must have had a dream about this event because it was so exciting for me. So I left school and I was walking in the direction of school. And is is it possible to have a dream um, with someone whose face you haven't seen before? Apparently they say that it's not. Exactly. So why did I have that? (laughs) Nah, nah. (laughs) (laughs) Fools is helping. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. (laughs) This face... I, c- uh, I almost can't get it out of my mind. It was scary. <laughs> like, I can't, it, it was a face. Like it wasn't like they were, like they didn't look like a human being. They did, but it was a human being with like s- kind of scars and marks on their face. I hadn't, mm. and I hadn't seen that person before. Right. And they kept stopping me from getting to the library. Like I was trying to walk there and they'd keep like standing in front mm-hmm. of me. It was so mm-hmm. scary. And they kept saying land manager. <laughs> Uh, what does that even mean? Like they kept saying, or like line manager, like they kept saying line manager. Line manager. <laughs> so then at this point, I was like, I can't go to the library. They keep stopping me. They're scaring me. Yeah. So I turned around to go back into the school. Mm-hmm. And then they were starting to like come near me and I kind of encroach on me to attack me. So I remember I like jumped up to this tree branch and I was holding it with like both arms. Yeah. And then I started stamping on the on the person or the individual, whatever they were. Oh, wow, okay. And they kind of like deformed into oh. some. <laughs> and you're talking about you've never had demonic dream. That sounds highly <laughs> Maybe it was spiritual. <laughs> and they kind of like deformed into ah. like like a like a ball of I wouldn't say flesh, because it was like skin all around, but it was just like not a human, it was like a form, basically. Okay. And then I ran inside the school and it gets a bit blurry now, but I think they managed to turn back into a human being. Oh. <laughs> And they followed me into the <laughs> school. And that's what I remember. And then I told mom the next day and she was like, yeah, don't go to the library. <laughs> You're not going to the library. Oh, is it? She's wow. like, yeah, don't go. Clearly God's trying to tell you to not go or something. So I didn't go to the library that day. So, yeah, maybe that was the one that come to think of it. That sounds very weird. <laughs> I don't know what was going to happen at the library that day. But I think God was yeah. trying to say, you better stay at home. <laughs> you better stay. Yeah. Stay back. Yeah. But yeah, demonic, demonic dreams, not, not a fan. But I do think that soulless dreams are like, or what most people have on a regular basis. Yeah, 100. So like just normal dreams in everyday life where you're like, why am I flying? Why, why is this? Like, I feel like if you're flying, stuff. please contact um, a pastor or a spiritual leader. I flew in my dream. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, my dreams are crazy. Yeah, there was one, th- it, was a, it was a lucid dream though, which is even oh. <laughs> It was a, like secondary school. Oh my Lord. <laughs> and I was like in some restaurant. I think I was by myself. I don't know. And mm-hmm. it was kind of busy, just like normal restaurant vibes. And I just remember realizing, oh my gosh, I'm dreaming. I could do anything that I want to do. So I started flying around the restaurant. 
Wow. That's what I chose to do. I chose to fly because I, I like being in the air. Yeah. And that's all I remember. Mm. Yeah, that was my only lucid dream. People that's say they really don't want to, they're like controlling your own dreams and stuff like that. Yeah, that's what people do say. It's weird. Yeah. Have you had um, reoccurring dreams? Um, I don't think so, actually. I don't think so. Have you? Yeah, no, I have. I, I used to dream a lot that I was in a, a car. I can't drive. <laughs> in the dream, I can't drive. And often I'd be like in the passenger seat and the person in the driver's seat would just disappear. Oh my gosh. On the car. And then I'd be having to get into the driver's seat, but I'm driving, but I don't know how to drive. Mm. It is the worst feeling. Is the car like speeding down the road or something? It's moving at a considerable pace. <laughs> like it's just, it's, just it's, it's like invoking fear in me either way. That's, um, that's giving me Jesus <sighs> take the wheel. Jesus, take the wheel. I'm telling you, come Please. and drive this car. Drive it. I had a dream similar to that recently, though. Like, mm. I was in the car with my dad, and he went in to like talk to somebody in in the house that we parked in front of. And I think he left the windows open, and it started to rain. So I like went like his front window by the driver's seat. So I tried to lean forward to wind up the window but then suddenly I was in the driver's seat and the car was moving so it's like instead of winding up I like somehow turned the ignition instead Oh, see. and the car started driving down the road at full speed and obviously mm. I couldn't drive either and I was oh. like oh my god and then <laughs> the there, were ho- there were houses in front of me and obviously I couldn't slow down and every time I pressed the brake just to see, I know one is accelerate right and one is like stop <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> whichever one I pressed it just kept getting faster and faster oh my gosh. and then the car started smashing literally smashing through houses house after house mm. after house property damage property damage property damage <laughs> house after house and then suddenly it stopped and I was in Trafford Honda which is like Essex and I was like yeah hi um I just kind of <laughs> oh my <laughs> smashed through all of these houses and then it was just like a random dream after that but people will like categorize things like that into dreams about not being in control like do you have a fear of control yeah, and stuff yeah. like that so I, I understand that kind of interpretation too some people are dedicated to like interpreting dreams and like yeah true letting you know what they're all about no 100 percent. Mm. and yeah like one of my pet peeves is um controlling people mm. i hate being made to feel that i'm under somebody's Influence. manipulative control mm. hate it mm-hmm. <laughs> as soon as i sense it i gotta leave <laughs> oh, i gotta go and don't get me wrong like i like I think headship and authority is important in people's lives, but um, it's like that that manipulative control that mm. just is just it's my pet peeve. Yeah, I get that. It's the So You Can Relate podcast with Joyce and Adafala. Do you think that um, <laughs> do you think all pastors have the quote unquote power to interpret your dreams, or should they? Or is it between you and God? Like, do people in power, at least in the Christian sphere, need to have some kind of ability to do stuff like that? Or do you think it not matters? Um, I don't know, because with interpretation and stuff like that, I guess it's kind of like tapping into like prophetic gifting. Mm. Um, so having an understanding of things or word of knowledge. Um, so I think on a basic level, if you're a pastor and you're in constant communication with God, he'll speak back to you and he'll speak to you about your pe- the people that you're pastoring. Mm-hmm. Um, but do I think you have to have some advanced knowledge of like, no, because people are um, gifted in different areas. Yeah, um, There could be just a church member who's just, God has blessed them with the gift of interpretation of dreams mm. and they can 
you know, interpretate dreams more accurately than their pastor can. Yeah. So, yeah, it really depends. Interesting. Because, like, every time I have a mad dream, <clears throat> and even if I try to, like, pray about it or something, I never really feel like I'm going to do it, like, justice. Like, I yeah. don't feel like I'm strong enough <laughs> to get the answer that God's trying to get me to have. Especially, like, intense ones, like that sci-fi dream. is like, how can I and I alone figure out this thing? Like, yeah, no, I somebody else has to be able to help me interpret this. I'm so jealous of people that, like, can have dreams like that, and then the next day they can be like, yes Lord okay that's what you were saying okay and then they they just have this like it's like a synergy they just understand and it just just comes to them quickly and Mm. I remember watching a video and the girls in the video were saying like this verse irritates them so much and it was basically the verse that says my sheep know my voice and the voice of another they do not follow yeah and it's like when you actually can't hear God you're like am I not your sheep like (laughs) what's going on are you not my shepherd (laughs) please it's true though it's like i like is there a certain level that i'm still not at yet yeah and is that why i still don't understand half of the dreams that i have and why i apparently don't understand your voice or why i can't decipher your voice amongst all this noise yeah when it's you that i'm talking am i not talking to you like do you not recognize my voice like, why is the lack of communication it's like it kind of reminds me of when we were talking about nobody airs like god it's like yeah. god is picking up the phone i hear that <laughs> It is so true. Yeah. But it's so weird how like this whole idea of developing in God and um, getting closer to him, Mm -hmm. it kind of parallels with the idea of leaving more of yourself behind. Okay. And I guess that's what stops a lot of people from really getting to a place where they can interpret dreams, where they can hear from God more like more easily. And it's easy for them to to understand the things of God mm-hmm. because that takes time. It takes work. And before you know it, you're kind of changing and change is scary. Do you yeah, get it? Yeah. So I guess that's kind of why people feel more comfortable going to someone else who's, you know, really good <laughs> and they'll tell them, but yeah, you do it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like you'll see aunties at church and they'll have like issues going on in their life. And they're like, no, pastor so-and-so must pray for me and it's like yeah. you can't pray for yourself no 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 them and it's like <laughs> they feel as though there's some special prayer that yeah their pastor's gonna do that they can't do mm. um but yeah it's, it is weird i think that just really goes back to like how we perceive our faith it's like we've been empowered you know by the blood of the lamb really. Ooh, come on now so for you to feel like your words aren't worthy enough for God to hear and make a change in your life. Yeah. And that instead a pastor is going to be able to do that for you. It's giving me high priest vibes once again. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's giving me the veil has not been torn. Oh. <laughs> the veil is still hanging up there. <laughs> Honestly. Know? And obviously it's all been torn. Yeah. Like, this is no longer existing. Whatever. Like, we have a high priest who is Jesus and through him we have access to God. Come on And now. stuff like that. Yeah. So I feel like when you think you're kind of incompetent, it just kind of shows you maybe your lack of faith, your lack of mm. understanding of like your faith in general yeah. and also putting your trust in pastors. We said this in like episode two, like I do get it. They have been chosen, but I still think that a lot of it has to be taken with a pinch of salt. Like just communicating between you and God is better than it going through somebody else. So yeah, that's what I think. Mm. I also want to talk about actually um the value of writing dreams down. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that's important? Do you think people should write all dreams down or just the crazy ones? I don't think you should write all dreams down because yeah. really we'll be here all day. But <laughs> I think that if you wake up and you think, oh, 
That was mad. weird. Or yeah. God trying to tell me something there, or it's just a random weird dream. I think like you should write it down because you're so prone to forget. I'll literally be reading through my journal and and see a dream that I wrote about and then be thinking, oh, like, yeah, do you get what I mean? That was yeah. weird. And sometimes. You, you know, it will make sense two years down the line. But if you didn't write it down, mm-hmm. it's kind of like, oh, you would forget. Yeah. Yeah, so, I get yeah. that. Like, writing my dreams down recently, it's been entertainment as well. Because <laughs> laugh and be like, that was so weird. Yeah. But, like, looking back now, like, I think this is probably the first or second time I've read the one, that sci-fi one out loud. Like, yeah. I've just read it full stop since I wrote it. And it seems a lot more clearer to me now than it actually did when I woke up. Wow, okay. So I think, like, it's just the value of writing things down in general. Like, the growth you can you can get after writing things down and looking back and being retrospective, it can really just help you to just develop and things like that. So... That's so true. I always appreciate writing things down, especially dreams. Don't you think daydreaming is just the weirdest thing? <laughs> But I feel like we're more in control of our daydreaming. Yeah. Do you get it? Yeah, we are, definitely. It's not like as intense as dreaming whereby like you just have no control over it. Yeah, you're fully conscious when you're daydreaming. Yeah. Like you're not under anyone's influence but your own. So you can make things happen. I feel like daydreaming is just like a nice escape from reality. Especially because you can just slightly tweak the things that are about to happen. Like just a bit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's like this day, but I looked better. Yeah, like yeah. Nothing, but I, you know, whatever. And I do like it, but sometimes it can be dangerous when you spend all of your time in dreamland. Oh, uh, yeah. And you're just sure. out here talking to yourself because the land that you're in in your mind is so much better than the land you're in physically. <laughs> but yeah, I love a daydream. Like, ah. Uh, like, I love a daydream to the point where people will be talking to me and I can't even... You're <laughs> can't just even... looking at that one spot on the yeah. wall. <laughs> I can't even hear them talking to me. Like, yeah, daydreaming uh... is ideal. And actually to plan your life as well, like to see what kind of life you want to live. Yeah. I guess it just gets dangerous when you get so lost in it and then every time you come back down, your own world just seems gloomier and gloomier. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, it's really, really true. But you d- it's so weird. For example, like, if I'm looking forward to something, like, let's say... Um, my friend's having a party at her house and I've never been before. Mm-hmm. In my mind, I will like envision what it looks like yeah. and then it'll be completely <laughs> different to what I envisioned. <laughs> exactly. And sometimes after I go, I'll think back to how I envisioned it and I'll laugh because yeah. I'll be like, it's just completely different. You really different. thought it was going to be like that. Oh man. It so yeah, imagination, dreams, I feel like it's all in the same family. Yeah, I think just thinking ahead in general, like... Could you even consider the fact that maybe daydreaming is just thinking ahead, as in the train's going to come and I'm going to get on the train through this door. But when you yeah. get there, there's someone at that door. So you go to the other one because, you know, social distancing or whatever. Yeah. And now you're on a different part of the train. That could even be classified as a daydream, just thinking ahead. Just trying to make sense of the future because you're about to enter it. Yeah, I know. Yeah. That is true. Yeah. I used to daydream a lot when I was younger. Like people literally call my name. Like Adepala. <laughs> Adepala. Oh my and gosh, just, I've just remembered. I've just remembered. What? You are one of the strangest person people <laughs> I've come across. Oh, I think I know what you're going to talk about. No. How could I forget? That just came to me through revelation. It just came to me. Um, 
So obviously me and Adafala spent a lot of time together in second year and we pl- we um, used to do planning sessions. <laughs> we would do like oh my God. <laughs> five hour planning sessions, really long. Excessive. Adafala would do this thing where she just basically goes into a trance. Yeah. And we literally, Adafala, Adafala, Ad- and she, you're, no, your level was <laughs> a different level. Well, How like, could I forget? <laughs> like, you know, what I've been going through in my dream, that's uh, probably what I've been taking. <laughs> one time we even clicked in front of your eyes. Did I promise you? you. Yeah. That's scary. Yeah. Yeah, and then you just, you just, it was <laughs> worrying. And you just scary. came back and you're like, yeah. <laughs> I don't like hearing that. That's actually scary. You never hear those things to other people's eyes. Ooh, I don't know. It had happened was. before, but obviously like after calling you a few times, you would be like, oh yeah. But this time it was a bit long. <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> I just remembered. I don't even, I doubt oh. I was even thinking about anything deep. It was probably just like normal stuff. But yeah, I guess sometimes you just get like so absorbed into your own world. Yeah. And that's what dreams give you. It's like, here's your mind. Here's the part of your mind that's been hidden. <laughs> Let's explore that. <laughs> Whether it's going to traumatize you or motivate you. Let's just see what it's going to be like. Have you ever had like a positive dream of the future? Like and a really nice situation. Then you wake up and you're like, oh, wow, I wish that was real. It was so lovely. Um, not really. I don't know why. Maybe because those dreams, I just tend not to think that it's yeah. so weird how we're more like interested in potentially negative dreams <laughs> yeah. than positive ones yeah but I just have loads of like generic everyday dreams where mm-hmm. like just everyday things happen and mm-hmm. nothing crazy like but I can't remember having a dream and thinking oh my goodness like I wish I didn't have to wake up yeah no I don't want to wake up <laughs> <laughs> there are sometimes though like when bad things happen in my life like when I dropped my phone last year and it's smashed oh. it broke I said god please tell me I'm dreaming yeah no yeah it's please true. tell me I'm dreaming but there were other times that I've been dreaming and something really good could be happening or something really bad and in my dream I'm like please tell me I'm dreaming or like am I dreaming and then I actually wake up yeah <laughs> so I yeah, can like I sometimes it. I can question myself out of it do you think there's like a certain level of um knowing that you're in a dream that is in every dream have you ever had a dream where you're like I kind of know this isn't Yeah, real. I have. Yeah. yeah. And that that's only been recently there. But yeah, no, I have had a dream. I was like, I, I know this is a dream. Yeah. But I couldn't control it still, but I just knew it was that's a dream. Mad. And it was gonna end. I feel like the closer you get to knowing it's a dream, the closer you are to waking up. Yeah, true, true. But yeah, no, it's weird because um do you know when they say pinch yourself? Mm-hmm. I, I I've actually been in a dream and talking of good dreams, it was a good dream because I was in Uganda mm-hmm. um, and I was just having the time of my life. Like all my family was, I was so, oh. so happy and full. I feel like I'm, I was going to say I'm my happiest, but one of the scenarios where I might have, I'm, oh, English is a hard <laughs> language, where I'm the happiest is when I'm with my family in Uganda. Oh, nice. And obviously my family is two parts. So like my mom's side and my dad's side, but like the like the thought of in a dream, it just being like bliss and everyone gets along and every single member of my family's there. It's just like beautiful. It's like heaven. Um, but I literally had to pinch myself and I remember I couldn't and I then realised it was a dream. It actually, that thing actually works. As in you? As in the whole idea of pinching yourself. So you pinch yourself in your dream and you didn't wake up? Like I couldn't pinch myself in my dream and that's how I knew it was a dream. Oh, I yeah. thought they meant pinch yourself because that will help you to know if it's a dream or not. 
Is I couldn't do said? it, so I knew it was a dream. Oh, I thought you meant the sensation would wake you up. I thought oh, they meant no, the sensation no. would wake you up. Oh, so that's why they say fit yourself. Yeah, well, that's, oh. what, that's how it worked for me. Okay, okay, yeah. that makes sense. I don't think I've ever done that, but that would be cool to see if I can't pinch myself. And even considering that it's like, sometimes I was told to do certain things or not do certain things in my dreams. Like when I was younger, they used to say that you shouldn't eat in your dreams. Have you heard that? Yeah, yeah. I don't know why though. I can't remember the reason. I can't even recall eating in my dream really vividly. Yeah. To be fair, I've eaten quite a lot. I stayed eating. Oh, I just had a meal in my dream the other day. Yeah, like, I feel like when I was younger, I didn't eat at all. But every now and then in my dream, I have a cheeky snack. I just can't get enough. I just love to eat. But my mum used to say eating in your dreams is bad. And then there was this woman in my church who used to always give sweets to children, like literally that stereotypical okay. woman. Yeah. And my mum used to tell her to stop giving the children sweets because if she gave them sweets in our dreams we would eat them oh wow yeah because we'd recognize her as like the person who gives out sweets oh, okay. but because eating in your dreams is apparently bad yeah yeah she would like lead us towards eating in our dreams and then something would, mad would happen yeah but i've never seen any consequences to eating in my dreams i've been fine people always say like if you die in your dreams um, oh, okay that's really bad as well obviously i had a friend died. who literally dreamt of her funeral for goodness sake oh my god yeah and she saw us all there crying at her coffin and all of that i said if you don't get to a church quickly <laughs> get there quickly oh, no, that say, was, that was tell the pastor me. do everything you, you know from the book everything in your power <laughs> honestly <laughs> oh man but um have you ever had like experiences or do you know stories of um like sleep paralysis and sleepwalking and stuff like that not sleepwalking, but sleep paralysis, yeah. Mm-hmm. Luckily, it wasn't the one where you had that person like looking at you. <laughs> no. Have you seen have you I've heard, heard a story. I remember this young guy, must have been like 15. He was telling his story and he was basically saying how it was so bad, his paralysis, that like there was something that was literally... It's like if someone has their their arm on your chest mm-hmm. and they're literally pushing down into your chest yeah. and he couldn't say the word Jesus... Oh, and he was trying. He no, was like, and the thing was killing him, like in his sleep paralysis. And uh, I said, "Oh my gosh!" And he finally said, "Jesus, Jesus!" And at the name, oh, come on! Oh my god! Every knee will bow. Probably the scariest thing I've ever heard in my life. No, honestly, he was telling it, and I just thought to myself, "Oh my goodness!" <laughs> Even I feel breathless right now thinking about it. He couldn't yeah. say Jesus. No, he couldn't. That's my. That's the only thing I have. That is, that is the only thing we have, honestly. If I right? can't say Jesus, yeah, just kill me now. <laughs> just kill me. Take if I my can't life. Say Jesus, oh my days. No, yeah, my, he was mine wasn't, mine wasn't that bad. It was just literally like I woke up in the middle of the night and I couldn't sit up. Like every, okay. every single time I tried to sit up, it was like there was a weight on my chest. Oh, sorry, <laughs> from the mic. Yeah. yeah, it was like there was a weight on my chest, and I just I couldn't sit up. And then luckily there wasn't any. I could, there was no like physicality like holding me down or anything, but I could feel it, and I knew that Mm-mm. I could sit up on a normal yeah. day, on a yeah. normal night. Yeah. Yeah. But tonight I couldn't. Mm. But that's it. That's all I remember. Then I think I must have like gone back to sleep, and everything was fine. Mm. But yeah, the whole Jesus thing does remind me of like, you know, in the name of. By my name or in my name, every knee must yeah, bow, every time yeah. confess that I'm Lord. So to be unable to say Jesus as hmm, in like, hmm. it's like being in like, being on the bus and it's speeding towards a brick wall and you can't press the emergency button to like yeah. let you out. 
100%. That is terrifying. I don't think I've had anything that scary. <laughs> no, yeah, no. I felt so sorry for him. I was thinking, that is a lot. That is a lot. Yeah. But I, oh, wow. I think people that often experience those spiritual encounters, uh, it's crazy. Like, you'll meet people and they'll be like, this happened to me. And that happened to me. <laughs> like, like, sir, what like, <laughs> what is going on? But yeah. yeah, people do often like have these. But then there's like scientific explanations for like sleep yeah. paralysis because they yeah. say, um, it typically doesn't happen to you when you're sleeping on your side. Yeah. Um, it's normally when you're sleeping on your, on your back. back. Yeah. Um, and it's just like a delay. So your brain is awake before your body can respond or something okay. like that. Um, so yeah, but then if you're in that state for min- many minutes, that oh, is very scary. scary. Yeah. And mm. you're just like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. But yeah, prayer definitely does. <laughs> I remember I used to have this thing where I would sometimes, um, it was kind of like my in the middle of the night my jaw would kind of lock which is weird Mm. and I would kind of find it hard to breathe but it would happen and then I would forget do you get it so I would just like like, oh and then do like a uh, like a big breath and I would kept forgetting I remember one night happened again and then I woke up and I said no and I was like I'm not gonna forget this and I prayed about it it never happened again oh that's good yeah so yeah stuff like that I guess Mm. if you feel like you're it's uncomfortable for you and you keep weird things keep happening Mm -hmm. but then sometimes there are like there are explanations for why these things are happening and it's not always like a hyper spiritual reason yeah definitely but with sleepwalking like that scares me yeah it does scare me you actually get out of your bed (laughs) you walk and you just I know people go go into the fridge or or some people like to have ice cream or chocolate or different stuff like wow (laughs) it is dangerous to wake them up as well oh why um, it's not good. Apparently, like if you wake them up when they're like that, it could end badly <laughs> because it's a shock. Like, yeah, do you know okay, what I mean? Yeah. It's not normal. You have to just leave them, and they'll walk right past you, like all of that. I think some of them even open their eyes. I'm saying them <laughs> as if they're like another species. That species over there that open their eyes. <laughs> but I oh, think in God. like in a lot of African circles, we really hyper spiritualize <laughs> that. So we there do. could be a perfectly scientific medical explanation for that. But I think there, like, def- there should be. There definitely is. Yeah, but we'll be like, you know that boy. <laughs> he wakes up every evening <laughs> so yeah. yeah but stuff like that yeah it can be a bit scary I've always heard so many scary things about other people and the dreams that they've had mm. and I'll never forget this one convention that I used to go to and he was it was just one of those thank you lord moments oh wow here we go he's preaching this thank you lord and then that's uh, when you know that it's about to change <laughs> to get, there's going to be a shift in the atmosphere oh come on that's what they say <laughs> So uh, they said, I think I might have said this to you before, actually. He was like um, talking about this woman in the audience or in the congregation. And um, before she used to be scared of the snakes in her dreams. Mm-hmm. But now she's playing with them. Ah, no. <laughs> you know, Nigerians don't play with snakes. Hey. So they were like, ah, oh, God. <laughs> oh, my. You know the people in the crowd, Jesus. <laughs> Oh, it was scary. <laughs> oh, that's when you use your toilet break. You I'm see, you got you, you got to use that toilet card wisely. <laughs> you spend a good ten minutes. The in thing the is, toilet. I would be scared to go to the toilet after the deliverance because yeah, I when I was younger, but I didn't want to be around the people that had just been delivered because I was scared of them. Okay, like they'd all like I feel like there's just different ways to say that you're possessed in some kind of way. Some yeah. like, spiritual thing has a hold on you. Okay. so to go to the toilets by myself especially because the toilets were like downstairs as well. yeah I said, no. 
<laughs> I'm even too scared to go down there. But he would do like a, a list of different things, not just dreams, but just like spiritual warfare stuff. Like okay. where you go, you see the same bird. Mm. Or mm. <laughs> there's there's um, spider webs, spider webs covering your eyes every time wow. you open your eyes. Um, you were drinking the blood of this baby, Oy. just crazy stuff like yeah. that. And it wouldn't just be those five people with those five cases. It would be hundreds of people. What? That's so <laughs> coming crazy. to the yeah, front, yeah. saying that they've done, they've gone through these things, and he would have mentioned them like at different points in the sermon, which could oh, be wow. up to an hour. Okay. We'd also do like positive prophecies. So it'd be like, "There's someone here today." God said your breakthrough is hey. now. And they're like, hey, well, hallelujah. <laughs> like, getting excited. So there's there's both sides to it, but yeah. I don't know. I always, when I was younger, used to feel really uncomfortable in such settings. Like yeah. I just it's kind of like a you're not in control of what can happen next, you're essentially. And I remember even when I would feel like, oh, let me quickly pop to the toilet, <laughs> um, I'd think oh, if I stand up, they might be like, Yes, <laughs> come. There's the witch. <laughs> Everyone go and get her. <laughs> oh my God. But while we laugh, like there is a dark side to, to that kind of thing. There because is, I know is. like, especially in a lot of African countries, they can just point out someone as a witch and they want to kill them or mm-hmm. abuse them and stuff like that. So that definitely is not good. And I don't think prophecy should manifest itself in you're a witch or you're this. I think yeah. there's wisdom into a way that you can kind of deal with that. But yeah, no, those scenarios were always like, I always used to say, like, you know, when they're like, um, I'm just, uh, it begins with a J, 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 maybe an E after the J. (laughs) um, You work in finance, glory, glory, glory. (laughs) I just used to, I used to like make deals with God and say, please do not let him say my name. I promise I'm going to do what you want me to do. Like, oh my gosh. Okay. So one last question, actually. Has anybody ever had a dream about you and told you about it? Um... I remember a friend telling me, but it wasn't like anything, anything crazy in the dream. Actually, that friend that I said that dreamt of herself dying and was at her coffin, she said she saw me crying at the coffin. I said, <laughs> I said, okay. Um, but nothing like that proper springs to mind. But I feel like people always feel like they can't really tell people, especially if it's really weird. Yeah. They just wouldn't say. If it's weird. It? Yeah. If it was like me having a great time, I'd want you to tell me like, you know, <laughs> I was having fun in your, yeah. your dream realm. But I never forget uh, months ago, like before the end of 2020, my mum was like, so I had a procedure in the hospital like end of November. Mm-hmm. And my mum was like super nervous about it because it kind of came out of the blue. They were like, oh, she needs to come in, whatever, whatever. Right. So like in the week coming up to it, she had a dream about it. And she only told me after the procedure. Okay. Because in the dream, my pastor, like in the church I was growing up in, and somebody else, like a random person she hadn't seen in years, had came up to my mom and they were like, oh, um, sorry, but she's gone. The girl is gone. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> And then my mom said, she she referenced some kind of like Yoruba um, like story, like traditional story about like how when a mother loses their child, like there's like a fire burning somewhere basically. Oh and she gosh. kind of feel that. So they were like, yeah, she's gone. She's Mm-mm. gone. And they were talking about, and they were like, she was like, who's gone? And they were like, oh, the younger one, which is oh me. My God. <laughs> so my mom ran home like a mad woman, like running yeah. home to find her child. And then she went up into like my room or something. And then my sister must've been sitting in my bed. Yeah. And my mom was like, oh, where is she? 
And my sister, my sister was like, oh, she's here. And then she pulled me. <laughs> no. <laughs> she grabbed my arm. I, I'd, I was on the side of the bed, like on the floor, okay. like between the bed and the wall. And she now pulled me up from beside the bed. And then I was, <laughs> I was alive. You were alive. I was alive. Thank, Thank, God. God. Thank God. God. But I think maybe I died or something like that. And then. Wow. Yeah. But um, she only told me after the procedure. If I she think. had told you before, would that? <laughs> yeah, it would have scared me. <laughs> They were going to put me under. I said, yeah, I'm going to come okay. back. This isn't the first time that I was, first time I was put under. Um, I was almost, I almost slipped into a coma because the anesthetic they gave me was like too strong or something like that or the anesthesia. That is the so thing, yeah. I was like in a very critical condition the very first time when I was like, I don't know, 13 or whatever. Oh, wow. So to my mom, this procedure was like always kind of scary yeah, for her. So to I have that it. dream a week before, oh, <laughs> she no. wasn't going to tell me. But yeah, dreams like that. When other people dream about you, it feels a bit more like I don't know if it does it actually concern you. Yeah, it's their dream. Yeah, or was it just thing that happens to them in their dream? Like, who's the main character? <laughs> <laughs> You're just making a cameo. <laughs> who's the main character in that dream? Oh but man, yeah, thought I'd end with that, guys. <laughs> if you wanted to know about my mom's traumatizing dream, but all is well. I'm still here. We thank God. Lovely, jubbly. It's the So You Can Relate podcast with Joyce and Adefala. Oh, current faves. Current faves. Yeah. So my current fave for this week um, is... Um, so there's this um, online platform called uh, New Rivers TV. Yeah. And they basically have like guest... Um, ministers come on or not even necessarily ministers but pe- people that sing really well worshippers artists okay. um, and they just sing like a worship songs and medleys um, and it's so beautiful so they're on Instagram and they're on um, YouTube they even have another name called Hesed so I don't really know like you know yeah. need to start, sort out marketing there because <laughs> we need to know what it is <laughs> but yeah it's New Rivers TV and it's just really beautiful they sing really old like songs even new current ones and it's just really nice to see like all of the Christian talent out there hmm. um, and it's really nice like it's something you can just listen to like when you're getting ready in the morning play in the background um, my, my, my favourite one are by this artist called Niela she does a medley on there and another guy called Najee he does a medley on there um so yeah shout out to you guys <laughs> <laughs> I love that okay so my current fave is kind of what we're going to do in a, in a few episodes time but I did just want to share it because it's been really touching me recently <clears throat> so this month I've tried to listen or I have been listening to just basically only gospel music like doing a bit of a cleanse fast or whatever right. and there's this one song by the Clark sisters do you know the Clark sisters yeah so I have this song called Living. Okay. And um It's my living <laughs> in vine. <laughs> so the, there's a line in this one. I think I think this one is that's is my living in vain, but this one is actually living. Oh yeah. I'm gonna sing the wrong song. You sang it beautifully though. <laughs> I got my I got my good singing out for that one. <laughs> so this one is like I I just like the stanza, so I'll just say it. She goes, um, I can speak to mountains, they will be moved. I can speak to dreams, they will come true. I can tell my troubles to get away. God gave me the power to make my day. Oh. I'm no longer walking on sinking sand. I'm just steady resting in my father's hands. I'm blessed when I come and when I go. Ooh. Every day I'm living in the overflow. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Come so on. Every time I hear that, it's just the way they sing it as well is obviously yeah. so beautiful because they have amazing voices. But like, I just love the simplicity of those lyrics and how powerful they are. Yeah. Whenever I sing it, I'm like, I'm no longer working. Like, it's, ah. it's so beautiful and like so upbeat. So that's, that's my favorite now. That's that stanza and those lyrics. And I hope it touches somebody out there. Have you watched the movie? I haven't actually. Oh, Have I you? really liked it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, Kira Sherd plays her mum in the movie. Oh, does she? Yeah, she does. Oh, wow. Okay. It's really decent. I really did like it. Oh, that's nice. That's yeah. nice. So, thank you guys for listening to episode 14 of the So You Can uh, Relate podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. I hope you could relate to some of the crazy dreams that we had. <laughs> if you can or can't. I have been Adephala. And it's been your girl Joyce. And we'll speak to you guys next time. Bye. <laughs>